Welcome to The Paleo View. I'm bestselling author and co-creator of realeverything.com, Stacey Toth. I focus on being healthy inside and out through real life, food, and talk. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times bestselling author and creator of thepaleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Welcome back, listeners, and welcome back, Sarah. Thank you. Do you know what the miracle is? That I still have a voice. Well, you do sound a little bit tired. I, tired and a little bit froggy. But, um, <laughs> Fleetwood Mac, I am, as I would say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, um, can, I tell, can I tell you about the workshop? I'm excited to hear it. I saw all of the social media shares, so I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. It was magical. It was extraordinary. It was profound. It was also intense and exhausting. Um, but it was honestly the most amazing, like professional experience I've ever had by like orders of magnitude. It was just so phenomenal. Um, I, uh, so first of all, the 1440 Multiversity Camp campus uh, in Santa Cruz County, California was spectacular. It was beautiful. It had this very much like at one with nature vibe and all the buildings were absolutely gorgeous, but also like eco-friendly. So like you would open your, um, the door to your room into the hallway and the hallway would be black. But then as soon as you stepped out into the hallway, all the lights would come on. Like it was just, it was so neat. And then you could just like step off a path and you'd be in the redwood forest. And they had uh, what they called the mother tree, which was a thousand year old redwood. And it, she was just the most beautiful tree just by this like Creek and by this outdoor like amphitheater and just like the most gorgeous campus. And then the food was incredible. It was so delicious. There was so much vegetables, but also like delicious proteins. There was totally enough of everything. They had really good coffee and really good tea. And like, so the meals were, were just amazing. And then the uh, room that I was doing the workshop in, um, had like, it had a stage with this like beautiful, like reclaimed wood backdrop. And then it had these lights that kind of formed like a heart shape, but like, as though, as though it was dappled light coming through a tree, like a tree forest canopy on the back. So it was just like, even like a beautiful room. And then everything was state of the art. Like it was just, so, um, I'm going again next year. I'm I'm doing another one next year. Like it was an absolute not like they were like, do you want to, do you want to have President's Day long weekend every year? I'm like, uh, absolutely. Like it was so phenomenal. And I didn't get a chance to do anything at the spa, but like all of the attendees would like come up to me and tell me about them. Like, Oh, you know, this is, I did these three things and this was my favorite. Like they had these amazing experiences really getting to do the retreat experience and they had free classes in between my lectures that were like Tai Chi and yoga and Pilates and meditation and Qigong, which I don't even really understand what Qigong is. Um, 
And like all of that was all included. So they could just, well, the spa treatments were extra, but like everything else was included. They had an infinity hot tub that would just, it just like the water, just ledge just melted into the forest. Like it was so like the campus was so beautiful. And then the people were even better. Like the people who came were just all the best people. So, so many people want me to say hi to you, Stacy. So hi from everybody. Oh, hello, everybody. I'm sad that I missed you, but as we all know, I was there in spirit. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, I've, I've said this before on the podcast, how amazing it is that people develop this relationship with us because, um, I think I don't I don't know exactly how it is that we converse that makes people feel welcome into the conversation but that's clearly some magical thing that we do without trying. And so I had so I like just it was a, such a wonderful you know what it was it was my people. Like the kind of people that if I met them anywhere at any point in my life we would be instant friends. And it felt like that. It felt like every single person I sat with a different group of people for every single meal. And then I had plenty of conversations like in between the program sessions. Um, we filmed testimonial videos and I, I was hoping that like four or five people would volunteer. And I think 20 people volunteered, which was completely overwhelming um, to be like sitting across from someone while they're being filmed and like receiving what they're sharing of like their story and how my work has impacted their lives. And I mean, I'm still processing all of that information. Like I still, it's, it was still so, so much and so overwhelming and so powerful that I think I'm going to be like slowly processing it probably for the next few months. Um, but I just, I just felt like it was amazing conversation to amazing conversation. And the feedback was like just so overwhelmingly positive, like everyone was enjoying it. And, um, everyone was saying like, no, I'm not only am I coming back next year, but I'm bringing my mom and my sister and my best friend and my two cousins. Like it was like, I don't even know, actually I do know how we're going to accommodate that many people next year. Uh, because I, I told my program director and she was like, Oh, well, if we, you know, if, if we have more than capacity who can stay on campus, we, we like take a local ho hotel and we get a block of rooms and we do a shuttle. And I was like, okay, so we can apparently do up to 700 people next year. Um, but it was, that was the most amazing part. And then people were connecting with each other. So people were like exchanging contact information. There was like new, you know, people were just, they were bonding. That's um, my favorite. Like, yeah, because as much as we would love to be personal friends with everybody, we can't possibly, right? It's like, no matter how many connections oh, we make, we I cannot try. <laughs> Well, I'm over here with the black heart, afraid of hugs. Like, oh, <laughs> that's a lot of like people for an introvert. Um, but my favorite thing is knowing that when I host events or, you know, local meetups or different kinds of things, and I see other people make connections with one another or exchange numbers or the kids play together at the farm. It just, I'm like, what I'm doing is I'm expanding the community because outside of my purview, outside of my control, these connections are being made and they're growing and it's just going to encompass more and more people. And that's like magic. It's happening and you're not even there, you know? So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. I had, um, that's exactly it. So I had, I had several people 
So in the like the testimonial videos, people, I, you know, my last question was like, and what was your favorite part? And um, people would sort of say uh, one of three answers. One was like all of the like amazing new things that I learned because um, I really tried to pack all of my program sessions with as much like new content that maybe isn't what? even on the blog yet. I'm shocked. I I'm, so I can't believe that you would be interested in providing information and research. That's, <laughs> that seems so silly. I, I know. Um, and then the other thing was like the food, like people would rave about how wonderful it was to travel somewhere and be able to eat AIP, but like really nutritious and really delicious and not have to prepare it themselves or clean up the dishes. So that was the other one. And the third one that people would say is like the community aspect and meeting so many wonderful people and forming those bonds and really feeling, you know, I think it's um, a, a way too common experience, especially with autoimmune disease for us to feel very isolated in our lives and feel like nobody understands us. Uh, no, you know, like we just, we feel like, um, we don't quite fit in. We can't go to a potluck and eat what everyone's eating, right? Like there's all of these experiences that we have, that we all have that are very isolating. And to be in a room where everyone gets it and everyone has the same priorities and um, these similar experiences to to bond over, I think, I mean, for me, it was an amazing experience. And I think for the participants, it was um what they kept saying was it was just so much more than I expected, which I think is the best way that I can describe it as well. I was sort of expecting, so I was, I was talking for five or six hours a day. Um, and then in between having smaller group conversations, um, some people brought copies of my books. So I was happy to sign books. Um, we were filming these testimonials, which was quite a lot of extra time. Clearly, meals. They're, they're good at packing suitcases if they can bring your books and not be over the weight limit. But I'm chum. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, like my very first program session, I started by just sort of giving like an overview of the weekend and like, here's some important stuff you need to know. And, you know, I'm happy to... You're like welcome to. I'm happy to take pictures. You're welcome to take pictures of me during your presentations. Here's your hashtags to use. Um, and was anybody crazy enough to bring any of my books with you? <laughs> a bunch of these hands go up, and I'm like, well, I'm happy to sign them. Um, so it was uh, no. I mean, and they were selling my books at the bookstore too. So I think some people actually just went and bought them so that they could get them signed while I was there. Um, but it was. Uh, you know, I was really proud of how the program sessions themselves went, except for the part where I way, I way didn't uh, factor in interaction with the audience and questions in my planning. So I had way more material than I actually had time. So I ran over. Um, I mean, really, they just got better value for their tuition dollar. But um, I ran over on. I, th I think every program session, but the very first one and the very last one. So like all of the really meaty science ones. And one of them I even um, ended up like, it, it was a nice conclusion after the, the second major topic. And I didn't do the third major topic. And it was okay. Like, we'd had such a great discussion. And the, the questions, the questions these people asked were so fantastic. Um, they were just thoughtful and engaged and it made for like an even better, I thought, like educational experience because it was so interactive. So that was just my learning experience. And, you know, I think everybody felt very, um, they felt grateful to be getting 
more information, then like next year I'll have to rein that in to, to account for the interaction. Um, but I think, uh, I think so part of it was like, okay, what, like now for next year, like, what are the, what are the things that I need to do to make sure it's, it's perfect. And so obviously I need to have a meetup place, uh, that's not the room where I talk before we do like signing books and hanging out so that I can go to the bathroom in between. Cause that would be really nice next time a potty break. <laughs> so like, but I'm thinking through those logistics. And now that I've seen the campus, I have a better idea of like how we can organize that. But it was, um, I mean, I was trying to tell my husband, I was trying to explain it to him. And I feel like there's no amount of words that can come out of my mouth that can actually accurately explain just how overwhelmingly profound this, this weekend was. Like I was, it was a ton of work on my part. Like I've never uh, lectured for that length of time in a single day before. So by far and away, like just having for me to maintain that focus on talking um, coherently and hopefully engagingly in front of an audience for such a long period of time was a huge challenge. And then to not like the breaks in between were not alone time, right? The breaks in between were, you know, just smaller groups type conversations. And so the, it was very draining from, from that sort of perspective. So I'm like, I'm completely wiped out now that I'm home, but I knew that I would be. So I had worked hard to keep that my schedule for the rest of this week really, really light. Um, but at the same time, there was something about that intensity of experience that was, I think profound is the only word that I can really come up with. Like it was the level of connection that we all had, the level of, um, I don't know, there's something about common experience and the common theme of the attendees wanting to share their experiences with me of how my work has changed their lives was so impactful and I, I was trying to explain it to my husband and I basically said, it's like paleo effects times a thousand. Like I've, I've just never had an experience anywhere remotely close to this one. And it was, again, it was sort of exhausting and draining and I'll probably take weeks to recover, but it was worth it a hundred times over. So, um, it was, it was just phenomenal. Like, I don't even know if I can say enough. Did I say all the good words? I think I've tried to use my full vocabulary on good words. I think we're covered on the, <laughs> on the good words. So for those listeners that are like, well, now I feel like I really missed out. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What were your top two or three things that was new information? Ooh, one minute or less each <laughs> to share with our listeners. Okay. So before I answer that really extending question that you just threw at me from nowhere, um, I do have to say that I actually brought in a film crew and we filmed all of the program sessions. And so I will actually probably in the next few weeks have like the virtual version of the workshop um, available for sale on my website. So when I, when that is ready and it is launched, I'll, I'll definitely sort of remind all of our listeners in whatever episode in the future of the podcast that is. Um, so 
I thought ahead because I did have probably three dozen emails from people who desperately wanted to go but had some kind of barrier to being able to attend who had all sort of requested like, is there going to be audio files? Are you going to film it? Like, is there something? And so I, I knew that this was something that I definitely needed to invest in. So if you heard all that and you wished you were there, I have a not quite as good, but at least, um, at least a, a close, a, a close approximation of it, uh, that will have, yeah, again, sometime in the next few weeks, we have to edit all the videos and, um, you know, get all my slides in PDF format. So it'll also be something that all of the attendees get for free. So also like motivation to come next year. So that way they can go back to that content. If there was something they didn't quite remember or didn't quite hear, although the AV system was amazing. So hopefully they heard everything, but then it's also, they'll get all the slides that way too. So they can go back and look stuff up. Um, so but that was my, my pre-point of, if you wished you were there, I have this kind of sort of way that you can kind of virtually be there in retrospect. Um, my top three favorite things. So I did a really big, deep dive into gut microbiome health and a lot of information, some stuff that I've started sharing on the podcast, um, but a lot of it I haven't shared anywhere yet that it was sort of gut microbiome superfoods and some of the things that have a really profound impact on the gut microbiome. And the, the one that got the cheers was that dark chocolate is a gut microbiome superfood. And it's because uh, the polyphenols in cacao support the growth of bifidobacterium and lactobacillus, our two most important uh, genera of probiotic bacteria, and also inhibit the growth of pathogenic strains. So that was, I think, a super favorite uh, moment of excitement. Um, I also did a whole program session on healthy weight loss. And I really sort of went through, I went through a lot of the studies that compare different dietary strategies. And it really wasn't about like losing weight so much as it was about maintaining weight loss. Um, but I went through a lot of the studies that were like protein sparing effects and um, ways to lose weight that don't like dramatically increase your appetite. So the things that make us make it so hard to maintain weight loss is that you tank your metabolism while you're losing weight and your ghrelin, which is your appetite stimulating hormone goes up, um, when you're have a calorie deficit. So you're getting hungrier and hungrier. And then there's like all the behavioral issues. And so I was able to kind of do this like bullet point slide at the end of two hours of explanation. That was basically a modest caloric deficit, like 10% of calories. And there was like how to calculate your BMR and how to, you know, in-depth calculate that your caloric needs um, with um, like 30% of your calories from protein um, and then 30-30 fat and carbs, but it didn't really matter which one was which. And then lots of vegetables, high fiber, lots of sleep, hydration, and then um, vitamin D, getting your vitamin D status dialed in, and then exercise. And it turns out that exercise, just going for a walk, is one of the best appetite regular regulators that we have. So it was one of the the cool things. And then um, I did a whole thing on distracted eating. So that was probably like the last thing that people were like, oh, wait. So it turns out that if you do anything like watch TV or play on a phone or 
do anything screen-based when you're eating, you'll eat a lot more. And then it also predicts eating more later in the day. So you won't really remember what you ate earlier. So you'll eat more. And there's all kinds of tricks for like, like these scientific papers that say, look, you should write down what you ate already up into the day for five minutes before you sit down and eat, which seems like a lot. Um, but it was fun because I showed that science. Um, but the cool thing was that family meals don't count as distracted eating. So eating socially and having that like bonding time with your family, as long as screens aren't allowed at the table, doesn't count. So that was another, f- I'm, I'm wrapping that all up into like the weight loss, like quick tips, fun, fun fact. And then the number three, that was my favorite was just the overall arc. So I started with explaining, uh, sort of a little bit about the history of nutritional sciences by way of emphasizing that nutritional sciences, it's a very young science and there's a lot more that's not known than is known. And then explaining how different scientific studies are done uh, by way of really explaining why some studies have more weight in terms of reaching um, a consensus among experts about whether or not there's an effect or whether or not an intervention works. So trying to sort of understand trying to help people understand the the impact of different types of studies and really trying to get at sort of scientific, not more like internet literacy. So um, when you see people quote science or dismiss, say, oh, well, that was a low sample size. We talked about sample size and different statistical methods. So what does it mean if it's a low sample size? Does that mean that it's a good paper or a bad paper? Uh, what does it mean if it's done in animals? So that was sort of where I started. And then I did a whole, like, the foundations of health, like what diet and lifestyle things are optimal. Then I went into modifying that those foundations for different disease. So I did cardiovascular disease, chronic kidney disease, diabetes, uh, obesity, autoimmune disease, Alzheimer's, and that might be it. <laughs> that might be it. It was all like the top, the top um, mortality, chronic diseases in America, and also pulled out some of the common threads between uh, diet and lifestyle and disease risk. And then I did a deep dive into the microbiome, and then a deep dive into healthy weight loss, and then I brought it back together at the end in the last program session, talking about um, like the problem with fad diets as a troubleshooting. So what I see in our community, when we um, have the mindset of a diet that it's it's based on eliminations, and we see this really commonly, like a low carb, you don't eat carbs, right? Um, paleo is no grains, no legumes, no dairy, right? So we have this these ways of defining all of these diets with a list of foods you don't eat, which very naturally lends, to, lends itself to um, troubleshooting by cutting out more foods. And that's where all of these much more intense diets that we've talked about on the podcast before, things like the carnivore diet and juice fasts and um, ketogenic diet come from that philosophy of, well, if eliminations helped me get this much, more eliminations must help me get more. And after a whole weekend of talking about gut health and nutrient density, like it was really obvious, like that's not the way to go. But what I ended up doing is sort of bringing that back to um, functional troubleshooting and what actual troubleshooting looks like and, and being able to give the audience members better tools in terms of like, instead of 
diet harder, like where, where, where can you go? What are the most likely things that might be going on that might be holding back your healing? And then I finished on a sort of more like global note. So talking about how this way of choosing foods and lifestyle priorities, how it actually translates to the environment um, and sort of global, global sustainability, um, how it translates to preserving the topsoil and lowering greenhouse emissions. So I was able to take it from this like broad overview of how science works all the way to this like broad overview of like not just eating this way for yourself and your own health, but eating this way for the planet. So it was a, I, I was really proud of that arc and I had a lot of feedback that other people liked it as well. Well, you know, that's one of my big tenants as well. So sounds like something I would be interested in. Maybe. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's that <laughs> book I wrote on something or other. I don't know. Something about sustainable, something. humanely raised, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> something, um, something, something. So I gave you one minute for each and you, and you took 10, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think our, well, that- is also thematic from the whole weekend. Yes, so I was going to say, I think writing. our listeners are familiar with how not short-winded we are. Um, awesome. Well, I will say I also had a wonderful weekend connecting with my community um, in the never-ending saga of, you know, Stacy is an introvert. Years and years ago, when I used to frequently have in-person meetups, I met a couple of local um, paleo bloggers who have all become really good longtime friends. And you've heard us talk about and have Russ the Domestic Man on the show, um, his New York Times bestselling book, Paleo Takeout. And um, he has another book that's going to be coming out really soon. Um, and we don't do book plugs here, but I will tell you I've seen it. And Sarah and I both know the premise of it. And I can tell you it's fantastic and um bits and pieces yeah so he was here this weekend and i saw it on an ipad it in ebook form and um i i believe it's just something that not just our community but the entire world will be interested in with the phenomenon on you know dna and um ancestry chasing and all that kind of stuff he's such mm-hmm. um a knowledgeable expert on that so it was fascinating um to see in person and he was here for the weekend because our other friends that paleo couple Brent and Heather and you and Heather bonded during that whatever whatever book uh, <laughs> when beyond bacon came out <laughs> you and Heather um became close friends and so I think Heather and I were like instant friends you were I remember yeah. I still have a, a photo of like me trying to squeeze myself into a hug between the two of you um, <laughs> <laughs> but they are moving to Delaware and so um and Russ is expecting a move he's in an active military and so we had kind of a, a shindig slash Matt's birthday gig and they were all here as well as Anthony and Katrina from um I am Katrina D no no well it used to be I think it's a tribe beyond blessed it used to be oh yeah um that I think it used to be we are primal two and then they had a family so now I think it's a tribe beyond blessed I feel terribly Anthony and Katrina but um <laughs> they came as well and so it was just like a 
a reunion of sorts and so nice to get the the gang back together and hang out and all of that kind of stuff. So um, while you were off doing your paleo community gig, we were all kind of looking at you on social media and doing our <laughs> own paleo gig. And actually, we did a really good job. It was my goal for the weekend to like put my phone down and just live in the moment. And, um, you know, I took a couple of pictures like we went to the Smithsonian and I took a couple of the kids playing together and that kind of stuff. But um yeah, so it has just, it's been kind of busy between the both of us. So we thought we'd just do a quick check-in show. And I'm glad you were able to share those factoids with our listeners because um, any excuse to justify a dark chocolate habit is something right. that all of our listeners are are happy to hear. Um, I think I've told the story about after egg yolk, that was my first reintroduction food. <laughs> like, I was like, chocolate. And no, it's, it's, um, it's a... It's very interesting new research, and it is a very wonderful food. It is definitely in the cocoa, though. So, uh, just while we're while we're there, emphasis: the darker your chocolate, the better yes. it is for your gut. Yes, yes, yes. And as um, you mentioned, from a sustainability factor, chocolate is one of the exploitative foods that are on the high risk factor. So, if you are purchasing chocolate, I would just highly recommend looking into a fair trade chocolate um, so that you know that the workers were not exploited in harvesting the cocoa. Um, I know we're getting on the, on the fringe here, but um, it's just important. I think for, for all of us that care about people's health and um, in general. So I think it's, it's a natural part of the journey to go from food makes a difference to my health to lifestyle makes a difference to my health to now I'm going to look at my personal care products to now I'm going to look at my cleaning products to now I'm going to look at my water quality to now I'm going to look at my carbon footprint and I'm going to recycle and I, and buy like organic hemp clothing. Like I kind of feel like that's all of those things I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to plug myself into the, natu- the local food movement, right? Like so many of those things are intertwined in different ways. I think it's really natural, not necessarily in that order. That's sort of mostly the order that I went in, but I think it's, it's sort of a natural thing to, as we develop awareness of how food impacts our bodies, that we start to expand that awareness to the world around us. Absolutely. Mic drop. Well, listeners, we will be back again next week. We're going to let Sarah have a chance to rest her voice a little bit and her body um, from jet lag. (laughs) I have done that trip quite a number of times in the last year or two, and um, I know how exhausting it is. So go rest, be with your family, and we will be back again next week with a topic as usual. And for those of you that have been sending social media comments and emails, thank you so much. We love getting them. Um, if you have a question and you'd like to submit it or like us to answer it, you can email through um, the profiles on our Instagram accounts or on our websites, thepaleomom.com and realeverything.com. We love to hear from you and we love your interactions on social media. So thank you so much for having us participate in your lives. And we hope that we provide some sort of positive impact and we thank you for not Marie condoing us out of your lives. <laughs> I'm so glad we qualify as an item of joy. Yes. I always want to be that for people. 
Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. I'm also so glad I understood that cultural reference. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you hear me just drop my phone? I just was like, because they had to facepalm. I literally facepalm thinking about you not it knowing is, that reference. It is a current cultural reference. And I, 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 I know it. And I, I'm so proud I, of you. I, I, everyone should be proud of me right now. That's, that's like huge moment. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm going to half of the 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 uh groups that were nominated their songs were nominated for the Grammys like but Marie Kondo I got. So good. I'm we're good. I'm, I'm so glad cuz it was a nice <laughs> punctuation that you added there and much more appropriate than what's that. <laughs> 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 Would have been awkward. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> And there's my cat. I was cat. like, and it's a cup point. <laughs> why? Well, why? I, I'm you recording. know why? Because you're recording and she has a mouse. What's in your mouth? Here. Go away. Good girl. <laughs> I, threw, actually, I have fortunately had another cat toy. It was like a soft yarn ball that I threw at her. So we're just, we're fine. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.